Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 211. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Bringing all awareness to this now moment. Allow yourself to feel heavy and perfectly supported. Find the natural rhythm of your breathing. Be here now. I invite in the Christ light. And I call upon the almighty presence of the I am the only active presence here, activating the electric belt around myself and all beings that enter this space. If it is the will of God, allow only love to penetrate this space. And as I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to offer a reading using the Work Your Light Oracle deck. As we are getting more into the quantum aspect of what we are, light would refer to data or information. So with this reading, we will set the intention to receive any inner knowings that are not brought to the surface yet. What aspects of life or reality should we focus upon next, whether it be collectively or as an individual. Please use your discernment. Only take the information that resonates in your heart space. I send you so much love. I hope you feel good. I hope you feel God. Breathe. begin using four cards. If we need any clarity after, we will pull more. Again, we are using the Work Your Light Oracle deck. This deck is created by Rebecca Campbell. It was a gift from our soul sister, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I send you love. First card is Protection. Next card, the crumbling. Third card, the ever unfolding rose. Fourth card, Lemuria. Very beautiful. The first card of protection is referring to us calling our power back. It touches on the idea of dissolving or cutting cords. This would be an aspect of soul retrieval, to call all parts back home, to return to center. The next card of the crumbling would be equivalent to the tower. This would ask the question, what are you clinging to? 
and in the first card of dissolving cutting cords, soul retrieval calling our power back. The crumbling must be referring to belief systems, ideas, or paradigms. A paradigm might be the subconscious belief that we're not even aware of, meaning us as the adult. It might be more correlated with the inner child. So immediately in the first two cards, the message might sound like this. You are safe enough to observe and reflect upon your belief systems and your paradigms some of that which you are not aware of. This might be even to ask, what am I believing today? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? And it's very beautiful, as this is a breadcrumb in my personal experiences, I was texting with our soul sister, Betty, I love you. And she spoke of this very idea, the constant act of being mindful to reflect upon belief systems and idea, to make adjustments, as needed and then we would offer back the idea that the belief system we're dealing with here is our subconscious the inner child since it's responsible for manifesting more than 90 percent of our experience so if the crumbling is showing up second this would be today there are belief systems ideas and paradigms that are collapsing and it is collapsing to create a new space to build a new foundation. So we want to be so mindful that we are not clinging to or attaching to the belief systems, paradigms, or even experiences in our world that seem to be crumbling. It's working in your favor. Collectively speaking, we can see how the authoritative structures of Earth might be crumbling. And in the idea of being in fear about it, it might be because we're so used to that belief system, we don't know any other way to think or be. So we subconsciously sometimes attach to belief systems, ideas, paradigms that are supposed to be collapsing so that we can utilize the data to build upon itself and create a new solid foundation. So what would this look like in our individual experience? It looks like setting the intention first to call your power back. We might even say, I return to center. And in the act of returning to center, it might bring those thoughts, belief systems, and ideas to the surface that we are attaching or clinging to that are taking us out of center. This feels like we're stepping into the idea of sovereignty. Again, sovereignty has nothing to do with the law and all things to do with God's will, which is divine and perfect happiness for all of us to be free. And may all beings be spiritually free. With the third card, the ever unfolding rose. This is the energy of being cracked open this is the philosophy that things happen for you, not to you, rather in response of us, our most dominant thoughts, beliefs, and ideas. So again, the third card, the ever unfolding rose, is also speaking about belief systems, ideas that are being cracked open. 
it is almost as if we are being slapped out of a dream and realizing that we are experiencing our own dominant thoughts. And in the idea of the ever unfolding rose, this might correlate with the energy of the crumbling tower because as data collectors we are always refining and being fine-tuned based off the data we have collected thus far. So what are we saying? This process never ends. The calling your power back in the idea of Earth experiencing duality, we step out of our power to experience what it feels like to be in contrast or the illusion of not being with God. So there's no problem here. We are just catching up to speed with the nature of this experience, which is forever unfolding. It's an eternal expanding. We never reach a moment where we got it figured out. So whatever we think we know today, we're too comfortable in that knowing and we want to allow it to crumble. So first three aspects of the reading. First, call your power back. And immediately you might get the glimpses of where you are giving your power away. Secondly, we want to reflect and observe the self to be so mindful and honest with ourselves. What belief systems, ideas, paradigms, what routine or repetition are you clinging to or attached to and you're not even realizing? I can only speak for myself, but for me this would be the idea of my depression and I want to die. And it's very silly how a humanoid, me in this case, would attach to such a negative thought because it's all I knew for so long. And even in the idea of, well, maybe I don't want to die, that feeling still comes sometimes, but now I'm realizing as I'm getting more into the quantum field that our chemical responses and reactions are based off the atoms that are bouncing back and forth. So the atoms stimulate or trigger these chemical reactions and the chemical reaction sometimes is very similar to a belief system or an idea meaning it brings up old memories and ideas because you have went through a similar experience. So the third part of being cracked open we need to and I want to say this very mindfully because this is an individual experience. We might be asked to look at the beliefs, ideas, and paradigms that make us feel safe because it might not really be safety. Meaning, again, I can only use myself as an example for so long, I would attach to the idea that I want to die and not be here. And I know now for sure I was misinterpreting and I was desperately trying to attempt to translate what I was feeling. But now I don't think I want to die, I want to be reborn. But attaching to the idea of it for so long gave me a sense of security and safety. Granted it was in negative emotion and suffering, at least I didn't 
what am I trying to say? At least I was not surprised. At least I knew what to expect. At least it was in my comfort zone. At least it didn't challenge my sense of identity. At least it didn't make me be reborn, right? All these things that we're avoiding. We sometimes attach to beliefs, ideas, and paradigms because it feels safe, because at least you're not outside of your comfort zone. So with the energy of the third message, the ever unfolding rose, this is growing pains and the idea of being cracked open. So if you have a belief, an idea, a thought, even an emotion that you are finding yourself in repetition with, meaning it keeps coming back, it's keeping, it's, it's, it keeps coming back so that we can look at it and reinterpret it in a way that we know we were misinterpreting it this whole time. I don't know if that was clear, but that's what I feel guided to say from a general perspective I can't speak on. Your individual experience, I'm not qualified. The fourth message of Lemuria. This is the energy of creating heaven on earth. This is the energy that says, good job, it is happening. Very beautiful that Lemuria would show up as, we can look at it as the counterpart to Atlantis. And although Atlantis tends to get most of the attention, I don't know how else to say it, (laughs) Um, we don't want Atlantis to rise again. Atlantis is what we're in right now. The, how do we explain this? Atlantis refers to the era that we became so technically advanced that we dismissed the aspect of consciousness participating in the technical advancements. So although we are becoming very technically advanced, you can see we're cutting down trees and replacing those areas with buildings. That's Atlantis. No nature. Essentially, no trees and all buildings, Um, conductors and generators, all of the technical advancements in, um, what is this word, Um, properties, right, in spaces. So Atlantis is the opposite, essentially, of what we really want, and that's Lemuria. Lemuria would be the earth like a garden where we don't really need technology because we have tapped into consciousness at a collective level and whatever we are trying to create for the highest good, it can be created through the collective mind. So being that Lemuria showed up in the fourth position, this represents the outcome and our perfect support. And if we look at the idea of our experiences are responding to us and not happening to us. Lemuria is reminding us that everything we're going through is supporting us being the catalyst that would propel us towards heaven on earth. And we're not waiting for heaven on earth, we're creating it. So the fourth message is first affirming that it is done. Lemuria would be Mother God. She doesn't need evidence in the five sensorial world to know what she knows. This would be faith times 
infinity. And as we're ending with this, it's coming full circle, calling all parts home, because it's ending with heaven on earth, and that's where we began. We descended from divine source energy, and we've come to return to that. So Lemuria showing up as the tool that we can utilize for support during this process is letting us know you don't need to worry, stress, or concern yourself so much because you're already successful. You've already created heaven on earth. You've already created peace on earth just by you being here. And collectively speaking, there are still processes that need to unfold for us to be able to recognize and perceive these changes on earth. But you can recognize and perceive them in you now with the first three messages. Call in your power back. Observing yourself, what are you clinging to? Noticing your misinterpretation when you're experiencing growing pains. And then being the evidence of heaven on earth to know that it is happening. So let us summarize the reading. And thank you for holding space as the messages are in accordance to those who are listening. So I send you so much love. You are safe and spiritually protected at all times. You are so safe today that your paradigm, the world around you, is collapsing, giving you the opportunity to dissolve or cut cords by noticing what aspects of your own psyche you have been clinging to. In the idea of experiencing the crumbling of the tower, it would bring up growing pains. But it's also an opportunity to reinterpret our misinterpretations because everything's happening in response of us and not to us. So it's a forever expanding process and on earth we sometimes get fixated on an end result. There is no end. And if we come from this perspective, it's about the journey, the experience, the in-between. And ending with Lemuria, this is a congratulations message saying that we are currently in the process of creating heaven on earth. It is for sure happening. We have reached a point in development, a specific marker, you might say, that whatever happens after would only lead to heaven on earth. It would only lead to Christ consciousness. We are past the point of returning back to duality. We've transcended it enough to be able to withstand the remaining experience while we are on our way into neutrality. And on our way is rather strange because it's already now within each of us with your intentions and the will to live a life in accordance to Christ consciousness. So congratulations, good job. We know heaven on earth is here because you are here. And this sort of takes the struggle out of our equation when we're speaking about the other aspects of the reading. If you knew that God had you and you were going to make it to that well-being, what would you be worried or concerned about today? And how much more brave and courageous would you be to observe your psyche 
your paradigm and the ideas, how much more inspired would we be to connect with the inner child and to work with it in a more collaborative way since the subconscious is the manifester here. It's almost feeling like as we are moving on, us as adults are here to just watch. We're here to observe. And in the observation, noticing that it happens for us, not to us, we would be able to respond in a more emotionally intelligent way to make sure that whatever decision we are making not only serves our own highest good, but the highest good of all. You're doing way better than you think. From this perspective, it seems like there's nothing to stress or worry ourselves about. We are experiencing the crumbling energy, which is the structures collapsing, giving us the opportunity to take the units of data that do honor the highest good of all and build a new foundation upon that knowing. We are perfectly supported just as the seed that is blossoming into a rose has all of the nutrients and sustenance it needs to continue that blossoming. We are blossoming. We are going through the germination and out of the darkness we will bloom into the light. This is a promise, it's God's promise to man that the Christ would awaken again and it is us. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of myself. We have a lot of work to do, but we've come so far. And it's not even work. It's a clear intention to hold. And it sounds like, again, we are here to watch, to watch ourselves, to observe ourselves. Watch your thoughts. Watch your intentions. Watch your interpretations of your experience. Yes. come to the end of the episode, I do feel guided to pull a final card just for any clarity that we still may be seeking. It is the card of boundaries, asking where do you need to establish better boundaries. And as we are asking this question, I feel guided to say this is not a boundary that you would create against an exterior presence. It's not against others. It's yourself. This goes into the idea of standing up against yourself, standing up to yourself, meaning the rampant part of us, the five sensorial aspect, the ego, that feels like, and it is, but feels like its job is to keep you safe. So it sometimes hijacks the system and it takes control of the body. So as we are being invited to be the observer or the watcher more, this might be inviting us to establish boundaries with self. An example might be to be so mindful not to seduce or court a specific memory or thought that you know does not serve your highest good. And does it serve a purpose? Yes, because it's going to let you know when you are not being disciplined with your focus. 
So this would be a boundary to self to establish the perimeters in which that you are willing to experience now. Meaning again, going back to a memory that does not feel so good. Are worried about the future. That might be a boundary. If we simplify, the boundary might be stop time traveling. It's just like if you have the child on the playground, since we're speaking about the subconscious, the inner child, there's boundaries. There is a frame that lets the children know where the play zone is, where they're safe to play. So if we simplify this idea, and we are the watcher, the observer, the boundaries should be placed on self. And again, it might be referring to staying present in the moment. That's a boundary that we might practice not crossing anymore. To be so mindful when we are time traveling, worried about the past or future. Which, again, it goes back to the first message because that immediately takes us out of our power. So if the first message is speaking about calling your power back, and we touch on the ideas of how we might do that up until the final message, it sounds like taking your power back means stay in the now more. Stay present more. If you can stay present more, you will be able to observe and watch yourself going into past or future without it having the same impact on you. So if we can set an intention to acknowledge our memories and to only set clear intentions for the future instead of remembering the past and worrying about the future, it might make us feel more empowered because we will feel like we have a better handle on the unfolding of our experience, which we were reminded is happening in response of us, never to us. So if we can stay centered in the now more, and we can establish a boundary on self that would watch us attempt to go to past or future and call us back to center, we might notice a very big shift in our experience. I would even say we will notice a very big shift because this is the law. As you alter the inner world, the outer will reflect. So I'm very happy that we pulled the final message of boundaries. When I first pulled it, it didn't make sense. Like, why boundaries? But as we sort of rested into the message, it couldn't have been a more perfect ending. You take your power back by staying in the moment. You give your power away by looking to the past or future. These are not the only ways that this occurrence happens, but generally speaking, that's something we can all relate to collectively and individually. Notice what happens when you are clinging to past or future. Notice what happens when you're not allowing the past or future to crumble. Notice what happens when you are mindful and watching yourself, when you do have a boundary that does not allow you to time travel as much. So we want to be like 
I don't know any other word, but like scientists and any data that we're coming across, we would put it into action. We would have to experiment. So it matters not if we know the theories or the idea. We need to put it into action so we can see how it works for our individual experience. So let us put this to the test and be so mindful just for a while, maybe a day or two, a week or two months, whatever you feel guided. Get in the repetition of establishing boundaries around yourself, which would allow you to be an even more impeccable observer of your focused awareness as that can go to past or future. And in those moments, you immediately step out of your power. So let us take a deep breath. Let's bring all awareness to this now moment. And know that in this now space, everything is perfect. God has you. There is nothing to worry about, nothing to fear. You are stronger than you think you are. And if you can stay present more, you will come to recognize your strength because it takes strength to discipline your thoughts. This is not forcing or making. This is observing, watching. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers and your loved ones. Call upon your I am presence. Give these aspects of self permission to interact and support you in all areas of your life. Get creative. Give your fractals tasks. Give them jobs to do. Give your spirit guides the task of establishing the boundary to see to it that you don't drift too far into past or future and give you the discipline discipline and clarity to know when you are drifting to the past or future you can bring yourself back to center and call all your power back yes 